Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Church. Today, I am giving you my opinion on attending virtual churches during the pandemic. Will it help you build your vertical relationship versus not going to church at all? Let's talk about it. If there has been an upside to Sundays during the pandemic, it has been my ability to sit in on a variety of church services that are streamed electronically. I always start with my own church services, but sometimes I venture on to others. Now, some services feel very familiar, while others are so new to me in their approach that I find myself more interested in the process than maybe the entirety of the service itself. Well, now, like I said, this isn't something I do every single Sunday, but I have done it. I've listened to other pastors on their websites and on Facebook and sometimes little snippets on Instagram. It's so interesting with technology that you can just go to that church without ever leaving the comfort of your couch. If I were a seeker, now would be a great time to figure out what happens in the local church since without interference from anyone, you can just drop in on a service. You don't have to worry about the parking. You don't have to worry about, you know, the ushers or, you know, being a stranger in that church. You don't have to worry about any of that. You can just go. And I hope that you've taken advantage of this opportunity like I have to experience some different things. I mean, you know, this is a unique time that we're living in. Next summer, if not before, This opportunity may not be here anymore as we get the vaccine rolled out to the masses and are able to, you know, safely gather in large numbers again without social distancing. Uh, Mask may end up being a part of our future for a little longer than that, but we'll see. So what can we learn then during this time? Well, I tell you to simply go. G-O. If you've been curious about the church down the street or the one that you see on a particular drive that you make, look them up. See if they're on Facebook. Do they have a website? Do they live stream or do they record their services? And once you've identified a church that is interesting to you, check it out online. It's not going to be the same experience, you know, as if you were visiting in person. You know that. But it will give you insight to how they're able to meet needs during a time of a global need, during a time of a global pandemic. Is this church on the sidelines or are they in the game? Are they still active? Are they reaching out to others? Do they have drives to help other people? Are they, you know, contributing in somehow or some way to the local community? Are they keeping their digital presence up online? Is it up to date? Is the word of God still going forward? More importantly, are they being safe? (laughs) Are they following the local rules and ordinances? These are things that you can find out with a click of your mouse, a little finger stroke on the keyboard, a little internet uh, sleuthing. You can find out what's going on in the churches in your community. You can sit and watch, like I said, and never leave the comfort of your couch or your house. You can find out, and now is the time. And once you do find something that you want to watch, do a self-assessment after you've seen it. Examine how you feel. Did you learn something from the Bible? 
Did the word of God get presented in a way that you understood? Because it doesn't matter if you can't understand it. So the person giving out the word of God, the preacher, the minister, the pastor, that person needs to be able to communicate to you in a way that you can understand and easily apply what they are preaching and teaching to your life. As the week goes on, do you find yourself thinking about that message that you heard from that pastor, that preacher, that speaker? Are you more encouraged to spend quality time in the word of God because of it? These are some of the markers that you should look for. Because now the goal is to grow in your relationship with Christ. Think about when you were in a new relationship. I know some of you may be married. So just think back to when when the relationship was brand spanking new. And for those of you that are single, think about um, what you would like in a new relationship. And you could also think about some of the old ones. Sometimes thinking about an old relationship is a reason to praise, but I digress. Uh, You may uh, have heard some things about the person that you are getting, that you're interested in getting to know, you know, because everybody simply has an opinion. But what's going to matter is your opinion based on not what you heard, but what you have observed. Okay. You won't really get to know about a person until you actually establish your own relationship with them. And how does that start? How does new relationships start? How do they start? Well, there's the introduction. You know, you might exchange some pleasantries. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Those sorts of things. Interest is, you know, assessed. Uh, is, is she into me? Is he into me? Do I think I have a shot? Should I walk away? <laughs> if there is mutual interest, then you may move forward to enabling some form of contact. So maybe you exchange an email or maybe you exchange a phone number. Maybe you exchange your social media handles. Either way, you're creating an atmosphere that encourages further engagement. So once that engagement is set, then you begin to build. You do the civil work to prepare the ground for the relationship. I mentioned civil work and I'm thinking about civil engineering. So think about building a house. When you want to build a house on a lot somewhere, when uh, the plans are designed and you have, you know, the permits to build, they have to prepare the lot to hold the house. So dirt gets moved around and that dirt gets leveled out so that it is perfect uh, for the house that'll be built there. It'll be perfect for the structure. There'll be room enough for the structure. So let's put our relationship with God in the mix. Someone or something introduces us to the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Now we'll either engage them or we'll deny them. If we engage them, further pleasantries are involved. Maybe they will invite you to their church. Maybe they will tell you about John 316 or the Romans road. And then the ball is back in your court again, because now interest has to be assessed. Because let me tell you, the the assessment is on your side because they are definitely interested in getting you into a relationship with Jesus. Preachers, evangelists, mission workers, 
children of God, we all want you to know him. But you ultimately must be the one to make that decision. It has to be your call. The interest has to come from your side. But once you decide that you're interested, then they'll move forward to enable that contact. So they'll tell you where they go to church, where they worship or how to watch services online. They may even tell you about other ministries that might be in your area um, that you can recommend um, that they can recommend to you. And once you're on board with finding out more, then it's time for that civil work, that civil engineering. You have to physically make room in your schedule to learn more about God. You have to mentally make room in your mind to be curious about God. You have to spiritually make room to engage in a relationship with God. The clearing, the leveling has to be done by you. So what needs to be cleared and leveled off in your life so that you can build an effective relationship with God? It's something to think about. So once you've done the civil work, you begin to now have to pay attention to the foundation. You've got to lay that foundation. Without a proper foundation, anything you build will fail over time. You ever heard about cracks in a foundation? It's because something went wrong in the foundation laying process. And now under the time and pressure, the foundation cracked. You don't want that in your walk with the Lord. So make sure you take the time to lay a proper foundation. Make sure you know what you're doing. Make sure you understand who you're committing to learn about. This relationship that you're building between you and the Lord is vertical. If you think about it, he's up there with down here, up, down, vertical. Yet sometimes there are also horizontal relationships that also must be established like that between you and your peers. Just think left, right. Those are horizontal relationships. And you're going to build new relationships with people in your life now because you have a new interest and that's the Lord. So you're going to, you know, build new relationships with people who have responsibilities in the church or people who have relationship with the Lord. So we're talking about your pastors, your deacons, your new members ministry, members of your church, um, members of auxiliaries, um, members who are people who are in the community who are like minded with, you know, like you, that your your circle can broaden just because of how you've decided to um, focus your relationship. You know, because you now decided on a vertical relationship, your um, your earthly circle can broaden. But be careful in this step. Building a proper foundation is essential to longevity. So once the foundation is in place, construction can now begin on the house. So what will you build into your relationship with the Lord? What will your relationship with the Lord look like? What what kind of house will you build to encompass your relationship with him? What kind of investment are you going to make? We're talking a little shanty. Or are you trying to build a mega mansion with many rooms? How much time will you spend building out this relationship? And are you planning to, you know, kind of just build it? And just kind of leave it or are you trying to 
keep some maintenance on it. One thing is true. You should consider the cost of whatever you decide to build. Even in Jesus' day, when the people were pursuing him because they wanted what they could get from him, they wanted the miracles, they wanted the healings, they wanted the general good feeling of being in his company because, I mean, the man attracted crowds. It was good to be in his company. I can't even fault them for it. (laughs) But he was so much more than what they saw and what they could get from him. He was the son of God incarnate. And they didn't recognize it. Some of them didn't recognize that. But Jesus knew their hearts. So count the cost. Are you ready to be a disciple? Now, this should be an automatic yes. Particularly if you've gotten this far in the podcast. If you're still listening, it should be a yes. Okay. (laughs) I'm kidding. But if you recognize that the yes does have expectations, you're on the right track. A disciple follows the leader. A disciple follows the teacher. So class is in session. Are you ready to follow the Lord? Are you ready to follow him despite what it may cost you? You might lose some friends and family members for following Jesus. They may not think it's worth the cost. But that's their choice. What matters should be that you know that following Jesus is worth it any cost he's worthy of our sacrifice he's worthy of any sacrifice that we have to make and you'll find out out as you continue in your construction it takes faith to build and trust to follow through think about abram while he was still called abram instead of abraham the lord told him to go to a place he would show him He didn't give details. He just told him to go. And guess what? Abram went. He counted the cost. He had faith. He trusted. He obeyed. He followed through. And the Lord blessed him. Think about Noah. We recently talked about him. He was told to build an ark. But y'all, it wasn't raining. There's no indication of rain. But he did it anyway. Two particular specifications that the Lord provided. That ark saved his family and all the animals on that ark. He was saved because he trusted and obeyed. When the flood came, he was tucked in safe in the ark. In your walk walk with the Lord, your job is to trust and obey. Walking with the Lord is always going to be the right decision. So, survey the land, pick your lot, and build your relationship with the Lord. This relationship that you develop with the Lord during this process is greater than anything you could have ever dreamed. I hope this message has been a blessing to you. If it has, would you tell a friend? They can connect with us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. They can also go to our website, access us that way on talkchurch.org. Either way, please let them know about us and how they can subscribe so that they never miss an episode. 
If you would like to sign up to receive our newsletter, please go to our website, talkchurch.org, and click Stay Connected in the upper right corner. At the end of season one, we'll send you a newsletter. The vaccine is here, but we still need to social distance, wash our hands, and wear our face masks for the benefit of others as well as ourselves. I hope you will. Stay safe out there. You have been listening to Let's Talk Church, a podcast designed for the curious and the convinced. Join us weekly as we explore and get more comfortable with Christianity. If you haven't done so already, please click subscribe. Also, you're welcome to join us on Instagram at Talk Church. We pray that our God will bless and keep you.